What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm A service of Gen Broadcasting. The WordPress Community Podcast starts right now. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to the WordPress Community Podcast. The essential source for news and information on the most popular blog publishing tool on earth. Learn about the newest updates and plugins, as well as exclusive interviews with WordPress experts that are sure to help you enhance your skill set. Now, please welcome the hosts of the WordPress Community Podcast, Yost Ivoff and Frederick Towns. Hi, everyone. Uh, it's just Yost here today because, uh, well, Frederick is uh, somewhere in Saudi Arabia. He just talked to me, and he's got a shitty connection, so we'd rather uh, avoid having him drop out all the time. And since we have an awesome guest anyway, we, well, I, I'll need him and I'll miss him, but I, I think we'll manage because we've got Chris here. Um, and Chris, I don't even dare to pronounce your last name because I'm afraid I'll butcher it. Oh, that's okay. I'm sure I, you get much worse than I do, even on your first name. <laughs> Uh, it's just Coyer, so it looks it looks kind of French, like Coyer, maybe, but it's uh, just Coyer. Yeah. Coyer, okay. So Chris Coyer, um, yeah. Well, normally we do news here, but since there's only one real news topic being WordPress free to O, uh, we'll skip that and talk about WordPress free to O later. And I'll ask you to introduce yourself. Hey, yeah, okay. So Chris Coyer. Uh, uh, you know, speaking to Yost for the for the very first time, although we've talked a little bit in the past and stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm just uh, you know, for the last like three years or so, I worked for a little uh, little tiny design studio. as kind of the web guy, and I just I kept really busy doing web design, and 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 you know, WordPress really like worked into that because 
I just worked on so many different websites every single day that having something in common between all those sites uh, really helped me kind of stay sane and it was always WordPress really got the job done for me there so that's that's kind of my background a small design studio and then just in the last few weeks I started a new job at woofoo.com so I don't know if that I mean it's not really specifically WordPress related but useful for any website really it's an online form builder so We'll see cool. what that comes up. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think we first met when I was doing CSS3.info and you were doing CSS tricks, and you're still doing that, obviously. Right? I am still doing that. That's a big part of my, you know, kind of career too, and that it's just kind of grown to be a pretty big site, and there's ads on it, just like your site, and we, you know, <laughs> it, it, it makes some money. Here, you know. Yeah, um, because how, how long have you been doing CSS tricks? Because that's the, your oldest site, right? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> pretty well, much, you know. We all have like crazy weird things in our yeah, okay. our, <laughs> our treasure chests that are probably <laughs> older, but uh, it's going to be three on the 4th of July. So, uh, okay. How long have you been around? I bet it's longer than that. Um, yeah, a lot longer, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, CSS3.info, I registered in uh, March 06, um, which is a while back. So what do you, uh, you used to do that? I don't know. Did you end up selling it? Or just... Yeah, I, I sold it, yeah, uh, which is funny, by the way, because one of my uh, co-authors there, Peter Gaston, who uh, wrote a heck of a lot of posts on it, um, is now doing a CSS3 book. Um, good, which I, which I start, yeah, well, it's, which I still find funny because we started blogging about CSS three uh, four years ago, and uh, basically uh, most of the stuff we started writing about then was then implemented by Safari. It's now implemented by Safari and Firefox, and that's about the the, the progress we've made. So um, slow, yeah, slow, slow. Yeah, it seems to be getting a bit faster now, but uh, it's a bit slow, yeah. Which is why I sold it, uh, because um, the, the whole topic of CSS3 w became a bit boring. Um, although I have to say, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to feel some, uh, some itches back again, because it, it, there's a lot happening in the HTML5 CSS3 area now. Some, somehow it seems to be all picking up again. Very much so, very much so. I'm not even on the, you know, you know, my supposedly my whole blog is about CSS, but you know, I write about anything I feel like, and it's often not CSS, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care. But there's certainly a lot of a uh, lot of momentum behind the CSS3 stuff, and kind of rightly so, I think. There's some, you know, especially with transitions and animations, and that stuff's going to be cool for a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, and and even the simpler stuff, the multiple backgrounds, etc. But yeah, that, no, there's loads of cool stuff, but it it'll still take a while before you'll be able to use it. Um, but um, yeah, so cool. So you started with CSS tricks, and then uh, I think a year or so back, you you started with DickWP.com, right? Yeah, that's the thing that's probably most relevant to this show. I guess it was. Yeah. Um, like a year and a half ago, probably, I guess we started on it. It took us a year to write the thing. So my own timeline probably like feels different than the public timeline, you know, because when we, all that time we were working on it, the world didn't know anything about it. Um, 
anyway, it just it took us a year to write it. It was me and Jeff Starr from Perishable Press, who you know writes about a lot of the same stuff I do, CSS and WordPress yeah. and stuff. But we both of our sites weren't really just straight up about WordPress. So when we were like literally like, hey, we should write a book. What should we write about? You know, like we didn't. It wasn't. We didn't have the idea to write a WordPress book. That wasn't the first idea, really. But we're like, well, that's one thing that we both like writing about, but we don't have a great venue for it. So that was like, oh, cool. We'll just make a blog too, and and then uh, you know, publish yeah. stuff, whatever we want to the blog, because it's 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 definitely not a thing where like we're gonna hold back content and only publish it in the book and not on the blog because we want the book to be worth more money or nothing like that. Anything that's in the blog was fair game, you know. I just yeah, it, and I have to say, within a year, you've become uh, one of the better resources on on WordPress, um, and probably one of the best designed resources on WordPress because I still love the theme. Uh, it's really awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, so, and and then came the book, which was the uh, initial reason to invite you ages back, which went wrong back then, uh, but we can, which I still like to talk about because. You actually update it all the time, and it it still looks awesomely good. Yeah, thanks. That's one of the you know, in a sense, it's it's a cool thing that we do, I guess, in my opinion. But it's also kind of a, a marketing hook, you know, because people are a lot of times reluctant to buy tech books because of how fast tech moves and they go out of date so quickly. And you know, we said since day one, you know, you buy this, and we're going to give you free updates for forever as long as we keep updating the book. So. I'm, you know, I'm sure that got us some sales because that's kind of cool. You don't, if you bought print, we're not going to ship you a new print book, unfortunately. But you know, PDF doesn't cost any money to send out. Really, it costs a little bit just because the e-junkie, which is the thing we use to sell a thing, charges us a bit to do it. But and it's not that much, and uh, we're happy to do it. You know. Yeah, and um, the cool thing is also that is uh, because you're doing it mainly as a PDF, and that has allowed you to actually. Make it look extremely good, which it would, which is probably making it extremely expensive to print. Oh, it was. You, you know, like it, we sold out both times with print, but, but um, you know, people that ship internationally, if people somebody wanted to buy it in England or whatever, it was a hundred dollars, which is <laughs> ridiculous. I'm not sure I would pay a hundred dollars <laughs> for. No, no, I'm in Holland, and uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. You know, you would have you have, you know, and we just said, hey, this is the way it is. I literally, we said no to a bunch of publishers just because the publishing route really seemed like, oh man, there's a lot of you know hoops you want to jump through. I don't want to say anything bad about it, but I just knew that I just between having a full time job and stuff, I just didn't want to. Just wanted to do whatever I wanted to do, and Jeff yeah. felt the same way, and that's just how the book was created. We did whatever we wanted. The website sells it through a system. You know, we just use eJunkie to sell it and digitally deliver it. My mom is literally in the printing business, and she printed it for us. And so we didn't print with like enormous quantities. We didn't print even with a company that traditionally prints books. So I just said straight up, this is, it's a little bit of a keepsake or a novelty or something. If if you really want this, it's going to be expensive, but you can buy it. Um, but you know, <laughs> I almost recommend buying the PDF because it's just much more affordable. Yeah, uh, uh, you you probably get the PDF one if you buy the print book, right? Yeah, yeah it's automatic. 
And we yeah. talked about just a few seconds before this started about yeah. EPUB, and that's a common question we get is, uh, hey, can we get the EPUB version? And, you know, I'd love to. I'd like to give it to you in whatever version you wanted to. If we ended up doing EPUB, we'd probably just send it out for free because, you know, I just, I don't care. I just want you to read it. You already bought the thing. I'm not going to, I'm not the music industry here. I'm not trying to charge people <laughs> five times for something they uh, and EPUB is actually uh, a lot of it seems to be uh, as much as I've looked at uh, the standard. It seems to be mostly HTML. Um, you know more than me. <laughs> which which would probably make it uh, a lot easier to make it look good. Um, uh, That's kind of yeah. interesting, actually. I'd like to do that. I'd like to check that more out. We did the whole thing in a, InDesign. So yeah. Here's the deal, just because I've never really told anybody this before, but this is this is the deal. InDesign can export an EPUB. So if I wanted an EPUB version of this, I could open up the book as we created in InDesign and export to EPUB. And it's a disaster, you know. Uh, you, you know the book is that it, it, it's nonlinear. There's pop-out boxes. There's stuff written in the columns. And an EPUB is just very linear. So these like pop out stuffs and stuff in the columns just get kind of like chunked randomly within it. So reading through it is like, whoa, whoa, weird. What's he talking about now? You know, it like it doesn't the the flow of the book is all ruined. So it would take us a long time to update it. And you know, I realize there's more devices out there in the world, but I happen to have an iPad. Apparently they've sold three million iPads. It comes with a yeah. <laughs> it comes with iBooks, and iBooks now reads PDFs. It looks awesome in there. Uh, so if you you know if you got an iPad, you don't need EPUB anyway. So no, I'm just gonna throw the the, the PDF into my iBooks. I've got an iPad too. I had that shipped to me from the US as well. So it's a uh, it, it's a thing we have to do to to keep up with you Americans. Um, <laughs> Now the funny thing was I was discussing uh, having you on with Frederick, and uh, he had read the book, and um, Frederick was impressed, which is not something that's easily done. Um, for those of you listening to the show uh, more often, you know you probably know what I mean. He, he's a great guy, but he he knows what's good and what's not, and he was really impressed with how well this was laid out. So uh, that that one was real good. Between one of the differences between. Uh, the first version we published, and then when we sent out the update for 2.9.2, was that I replaced the uh, recommended caching plugin with <laughs> Frederick's. So I'm sure he was somewhat happy. Very good. Did he email I was hoping to talk to him. I uh, I don't know if anybody else knows this either, but I I literally had Frederick. He because um, I'm just oh man, this will probably come up a few times, but I'm not a not super great with server stuff and really hardcore dev stuff. And, you know, we're, it, Frederick's plugin is easy to use. I don't want to scare anybody off from it, but my whole setup is a little weird. I literally, like, kind of hired Frederick, and he does all the, did all the caching stuff for CSS Tricks, and it works awesome. So I yeah. was going to uh, thank uh, he, person, he knows how to do that. Yeah, he's... Uh, he sure does. It, it, it is. Um, the thing is, setting it up is easy. Setting it up completely the way you uh, wanted to uh, with uh, well, well yeah. doing a doing a pro install is a, is a bit more work um, and yeah well uh, if you can afford to uh, just hire Frederick to do it uh, it's 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 real good stuff and it, to be honest most blogs probably won't need that last step but if you get a lot of uh, visitors and I guess CSS Tricks is pretty well 
Uh, yeah, I'm not that. sure if I deserve a pro install or not, but I'm sure like Mashable does or whatever, and, and you know. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I could afford it. It wasn't too expensive, so I, you know, I was glad to do it. And hey, you know, if I if I if my site loads half a second faster because I got the pro. Cool. Yeah, well, it's true, and and your readers will will benefit, which is really awesome stuff. So um, we're gonna have to do a quick commercial break, and then uh, come back and talk some more, and uh, we'll probably touch on WordPress 3.0 a bit because, well, that's what everybody wants to hear about. It seems. <laughs> so be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more WordPress Community Podcast after this. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Best search strategies. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The WordPress Community Podcast continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Ghost Evoc and Frederick Towns. So, welcome back. I'm talking to Chris Coyer today of digwp.com and a lot of other sites. Um, Chris, uh, you're probably going to be updating the book for free to owe, right? I think you've already set that somewhere. Oh, I'm good to go. I already did it. On, well, on, on DigWP and CSS Tricks, did I did? Okay, uh, and and how how are you liking it so far? Well, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the. I don't know. I don't even know what to say exactly. I feel like most people in the world, what they're what's going to happen for them is that the top bar used to be dark gray and now it's light gray. You know? Yeah, like that's what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome. There's a lots of features that I'm excited about and plan on using, but you get very little just for upgrading. You know, 
not, pretty much nothing, right? Like your site just will continue to work and you can publish posts and have an RSS feed and all that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, no, it did. So what are the things that you are excited about? What kind of stuff? Uh, I think that I think I just, I followed, <laughs> I'm just, I've been thinking of it as like the big three um, menus, multi-site and uh, post types. And I'm kind of excited about all three. And and all three of them, I feel like, unless you're kind of a, a in the WordPress hackery, and you know, being a nerd, that you, you know, they they take some work. You know, you can't just decide. You know, I run a couple WordPress blogs. I can't just decide tonight that I'm going to start running both CSS tricks and Dig WP on multi-site because it would be a whole bunch of work. I'm not even sure if there's any great tutorials out yet. For I think there might be a few, but like, it's not going to be super easy. There's no like automatic transition to make that happen. No, there is there. No, I'm um, I'm actually quite scared because we've got one uh, pretty major Dutch blog network on uh, uh, WP MU MU two nine two. We only moved them to WordPress like. Uh, eight months ago or so, uh, and they're really happy. But I'm quite scared to do the upgrade to three So we're waiting uh, on a new I've test server to arrive. Kind of heard MU to multi-site isn't that bad. No, but. it's it. Uh, so I've heard, but uh, I, I'm not about to try in a live site with sixty thousand posts and two hundred thousand. Oh no way! You got to make a local environment. <laughs> yeah. sure. So. Um, I haven't tried that part. I have played with uh, WPMU, uh, or sorry, with multi-site in 3.0, so the old WPMU. And I, I am uh, quite excited about that. Um, I saw some people tweet that they uh, actually got the multi-domain stuff working uh, quite easily as well, which is good news. Nice. Um, so that would mean that you could probably run uh, Dig, Dig WP and CSS tricks off of one WordPress install if you wanted to. Like you yeah. could, it's just that you, you know. No, you, no real, I think real, the best way to do it is the export, like literally use the inside WordPress export, import it into the other one. Of course, you got to go through the whole multi-site setup too, but I think that's not that bad. But you can't, you know, there's, you know, there's database stuff that has to happen to make that happen. True, true. But, you, but uh, what you're saying is important for anybody that's not understanding this, which I didn't until very recently, is that you literally can't have two completely different top-level domain names running off multi-site. So that's yeah. for people to understand. It's not subdomains. I think it could be subdomains, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, yeah, it can. Uh, you, you just map them to each other. So, you can, yeah, you can do pretty cool things with that. And... Um, well, what we do uh, is we have a couple of clients in basically uh, uh, a standard WordPress MU install in this case, um, all with their own themes, their own domains, etc. But they all run the same plugins, uh, which is a set of plugins that we use for a lot of sites and, and test all the time. And we only have to upgrade all these plugins once. Yeah. So it, well, I've uh, heard it multi-site. You can do it that way, and you can do it. Uh, individual plugins for individual sites. So was, was yeah, that something you could not do in MU? No, that was hard. Uh, and 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 
pretty poor in the back end. I have to say I haven't played with that as much as I should have uh, in the multi-site yet, um, but I probably will have a, a lot of a lot of playing with that in the in the near future. Yeah, I'm I'm a little envious of people like just thinking about starting a blog or maybe multiple blogs because I think this is the way to go. You know. Yeah. Yeah, true. It is. It, it is. Uh, um, uh, yeah, there's there's no other way of doing this if you're if you're starting just from scratch. It saves you so much time. Yeah, for sure. I, the the amount of WordPress blogs that I have to maintain, and I guess it's the same for you. Uh, I mean, yeah. Anyway. Well, it was a lot more when I was at this at this small design agency. You know, I remember. You know, there was. A, Luckily, 2.9.2 like lived with us for a while, but before that, it was there was a pretty regular update cycle, and it was like, man, the day that happened, it was just I tried to be very good about it because usually it was security related, and there was a lot of you know, thank God for for auto update, but there was a lot of just visiting this URL, hitting the button, waiting for it to go, going to the website, hitting the button, like, and that's yeah. those days are gone if if you do the MS thing. Uh, absolutely, it's just it's boring as hell. So, um, custom post types. Have you played with those? Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I feel like that's going to be somewhat, somewhat not hard. You know, it looks like there's some code you throw in functions.php to declare them. They just show up, and then you can start using them. How you integrate it into your site is another matter. You know, I'm sure you know. Designing them to look differently or whatever, or to to utilize this stuff as far as templates go, you're kind of on your own with. But at least you know, getting started yeah. with that looks pretty easy. And yes, I am excited about it. If nothing else, to 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 you know, shut up the entire world that that and the whole WordPress isn't a CMS argument like ends as of two days ago. Yeah, that, that is true. That is very true. But uh, on dickwp.com, you've got two types of posts. Uh, you've, you've got the normal posts and you've got these links. Yeah, yeah. So that that's it. That, that's that, that's probably the first thing I'll do is is have that use the new system. So you hacked around that for now, right? Right. It's just uh, it's literally a just a it's just a different category. So if we just hit link, then part of the template, you know, just you know, does a, some conditional logic to see that it's in that category and uh, makes it look differently. We go beyond that in that, you know, the title of the post links to an external URL instead of an internal URL, and it even does that in the RSS feed. So there was some, you know, there was it went a little deeper than just yeah how it looks. But yeah, Trick, it's, it's trickery was involved, <laughs> and there's going to be trickery involved with this with custom post types too. You know. Uh, yeah, well, that is my. Uh, it's only useful p to people if they um, uh, if they know how to code, or if they buy a theme or a plugin that does it for them. Yeah, that's a good point. Is that themes will start rolling out that take more use of this? Yeah, and and I've seen uh, already uh, WP Ecommerce in their uh, in their last release. Uh, it's, Changed their uh, their product categories to uh, custom taxonomies, uh, which was a huge step. I th I thought in in them moving back into the WordPress database system, basically, and uh, I I can see them go go for custom post types with their products. That that would make a lot of sense. 
It really um, would, because then you can just, you know, price will just, well, I guess it already kind of works like that. <laughs> it well, would, yeah, it, it, it all works, but the cool thing is if they go back into the, the uh, WordPress system a bit more, then it's easier to do other things around that as well. So there's loads of plugins that could do very cool things with this, um, and I'm very curious to see what will come out. Um, exciting yeah. times are upon us. <laughs> So if you, you know, let's say on, on DigWP, we go in and I go into my functions.php file and I declare I want a new post type. And I want that new post type to be have, have a title, a description, and which is what everything has by default, and then add a new one for external URL because that's the whole point of these links is that they have an external URL. So I can make that as a new post type. But I'm doing that in functions.php, which is part of the theme. You know, I, I'm kind of curious, and I'm just bringing this up because I literally don't know what the answer is. Then I like decide to redesign the site, and while I'm redesigning it, I don't have that functions.php code in that that declares that new post type. What happens to all those old posts? Do they just they just get treated like regular posts? Or I'm kind of curious uh, no. about how like no. backwards compatible it is. Um, well, it, it is, and it's not. Um, those old posts will still be in the database with the post type uh, that you declared in your uh, theme. So post type is just a string that carries. Yeah, it's along. just it's it's a string in the database, um, and it'll be just that, that same string for all these posts. Um, the good thing about custom post types is that these custom post types will never show up unless you do a specific query for them. Uh, so all your other, your get posts, query posts, all the regular WordPress template tags won't uh, retrieve Even them RSS, unless right. Even RSS doesn't see them. No, it doesn't see them. Basically, they're pages. Yeah, they should be called custom page types. <laughs> yeah, because they're not posts at all. They're they're really pages. As far as URL structure goes, as well, they're they're because uh, yeah, uh, they follow they've their got URLs like pages and nothing else. Um, you you can't set a, uh, a different URL structure for different taxonomies either, which is what you'd probably want. But sorry, you can't do that yet. Um, so uh, basically, uh, they'll still be in the database, and it's up to you to make sure that the code still still lives somewhere in your new theme, so you can still access those posts. Which is why I wouldn't do it in a theme, but I'd do it in a special plugin for your site. Right. Now, that's, that's what I was getting at is that so often, I do this all the time, I write code in functions.php that just, sh it just should be a plugin. I just do it yeah, in functions.php. Yeah, the issue is if you start code. testing it, it's faster if you do it in functions.php often. Oh, is it? It's even faster. So uh, that makes this decision even harder. Yeah, well, although. The, you probably can't measure the difference uh, on most sites anymore. Yeah, so, right. For sake of not going insane when you switch a theme, um, I I would say make it a custom uh, plugin. I mean, just be, do it like you should. The theme should be the thing that displays your content, and it should do that. And all the stuff that's related to displaying your custom post type should be in your theme. Uh, and all the uh, the stuff that's uh, related to declaring your custom post type and that's, uh, that deals with the actual content itself should be a plugin and should be uh, on another part of the system. Yep. That's uh, the, the proper way of. Uh, that's the right answer. <laughs> that's the proper way of web design. Although it is hard, it is really hard. 
because it would all, doing that correctly would also mean complete separation of HTML and CSS, and I've not often seen that happen correctly. <laughs> yeah, it's tough when borders overlap. But the last yeah. thing of the big three is the menus. And even uh, that is great, but it's like you kind of got to alter your theme a bit to use it. Yeah, uh, but that is something that all premium themes will be shipping with, of course, from like now on, um, I guess, uh, unless they think that they can do better than this. Um, I think that's a pretty huge improvement. I, most of the sites I ha I've had to alter for clients were the bloody menu. So uh, It really like, is. So that is uh, the last, uh, combined with custom post types, it probably makes it more of a CMS than it ever was before. Completely. So, so are you going to be doing cool things with that? Have you tried the menus? Is your, have you changed uh, your data? Not even. MVP? Can you believe it? I mean, I, I hate to even admit it, but I've done like almost nothing. I know all about it. I've been reading about it. I'm totally ready. To dig in, I just I was I was like intentionally kind of waiting for the for it to, to be released. You know, I didn't run on trunk or anything. Uh, but you know, I I'm, I won't have any problem with it. I'm sure a lot of my sites can benefit from the menu thing. Absolutely, you know, that was a big thing. I think as far as you know, if you're a new WordPress developer and you need a custom menu, you really need to learn how to use. WP list pages, you need to know how to write a query string for that function that gets you out just what you need. And that's programmery. That's pretty nerdy. And this yeah. is you know, this is uh this is gonna do away with that particular thing and it's definitely a big improvement. Yeah, I, and I think so too. And uh, the the good thing is that uh, there's more and more um uh, simplicity for those who want to keep it simple and more and more uh, stuff in the back end actually for developers to actually do even cooler stuff so custom post types is not something I can tell my mom about until uh, I can show her this cool new feature that uh, I can do this special type of, of page or post or whatever you want to call it and uh, that she can uh, have a different editor in the back end and stuff like that. That that's the kind of stuff that you can excite people with, not the fact that it is a custom post type. Yeah, good point. Good point. J I guess just it's the same like in that way, right? It's like we're just we're just waiting for the cool stuff to really come. Yeah, but it's it's somewhat different as well because we've had custom taxonomies for ages, and until they released the back end for it, uh, in uh, I think that was two point eight. Uh, the first uh, stab at uh, at custom taxonomies, and th then they released a proper backend for it, and it's and people started seeing, oh, we can do cool things with that. Whereas the the underlying structure and and API and code within WordPress had been there for four versions, and nobody had used it. So yeah. four uh, versions. <laughs> yeah, I think it got in in two point two or two point three. Uh, I, I remember playing it with it back then and did, not seeing a real use for me at that time and not go and do, and doing anything else. Yeah, it wasn't until yeah. I saw Justin Tadlock's post on it where he had like a movie site where he showed how you can use it to like cross-reference. You know, it can be like slash actors slash Will Smith or, or slash movies slash action slash whatever. And I was like, okay, now that really sunk in. I get it now. You know? <laughs> yeah, 
Well, if we can do the minute we can do the same things with URLs for custom post types, we can really start building some cool stuff. So if you could do slash actor slash Will Smith and then his movies, and each of these movies would be a, p a page within the custom taxonomy uh, actor Will Smith or whatever, that you can make all sorts of cool variations there. And then you've become a real CMS the way Drupal has been for ages. Um, <laughs> so we're almost there. Just a tiny bit to go. Hey, but let me abuse your your knowledge a bit more. You're mostly um, to me, and tell me if I get it wrong. But for me, you're mostly a designer, right? I mean, we're sitting uh, here talking about development stuff, but man, WordPress is as close as I come to being a developer. Much more. Yeah, which is which is cool, um, because that actually means that it allows you to do things, which is what it should do. Yeah. So you've done a, a lot of design stuff in in, in your life, I guess. Uh, all 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 of your sites are designed by by yourself, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, Dig WP. Me and me and Jeff went back and forth, so credit where credit is due there. So, but yeah, generally I design the stuff that I do. Cool. Um, so, uh, what kind of things do you, uh, when you design a blog like DickWP, uh, what kind of things do you keep in mind when designing? What's very important to you? My process is, um, it's Photoshop oriented at first. You know, I, I definitely, you know, stay away from the browser, not on purpose. I mean, that's kind of one of those things that gets hotly debated once in a while and people really saying that, you know, design in the browser, that's where it's going to end up anyway and stuff like that. And I just, you know, I feel, I feel more creative a lot of time when I, when I stay in Photoshop and uh, anyway, that's just kind of generally where I start. But I always try and keep in mind, you know, what the project is and what are the goals I'm trying to solve on the project. You know, that's, that sounds a little cliche or something, but it's like, <laughs> I, there's certain things that WordPress does, for example, like a lot of WordPress themes, they'll just be a tag cloud because WordPress has tags and so there should be a tag cloud, you know, and I just, uh, I find like 90% of tag clouds to be totally useless. So that's one of the things that I, I think about is I'm not just like, okay, WordPress has tag clouds, what would look cool as a tag cl cloud in this theme? I'm like, this site doesn't need a tag cloud, <laughs> so it's not going to be there. Yeah. So I want to, you know. I'm in WordPress and I'm shuffling stuff around and I'm seeing what looks cool, but I'm only putting the th things there that need to be there. Yeah. Uh, so and so, what what does need to be there for a regular blog? I mean, what always struck me about Dick WP is that you don't have a menu on top. You you've left left a lot of things out. It seems. Yeah. Well, it's a it's kind of a good example because the, you know no bones about it, but one of the biggest reasons the site exists is to sell the book. So <laughs> having yeah. the book be really, really right there was a big deal. And so this has been redesigned. It used to be like brown and stuff and you know the old site wasn't that bad, but this is just a lot cleaner now. It's kind of leveraging the blue thing, which is definitely a color associated with uh, with WordPress in general, we literally asked if we could use the WordPress logo, Matt himself, and he's like, "Yeah, go for it." So why not use it? Because it, you know, there's nothing more clearly says WordPress than the WordPress logo. I, I was astonished by that because there's how many? There's tons of WordPress books now. There was even a bunch of them when, when we wrote this one, 
and none of them use the WordPress logo on the cover. And then so at first I was like, well, it must not be okay, you know, because if you if <laughs> if it was okay, they would all use it because when you're at a bookstore, you want to buy the one with the logo on it, you know. Anyway, we asked and it was okay. So obviously that's prominently featured and it has our names up top because I think that's important to show people, hey, this is a site by a human being and that's me. Yeah. I, I always struggle with sites where I can't find the the RSS link. You know, I know most browsers have it up in the URL bar, but I kind of like being like, here's a feed. You know, we have ads on this site because, you know, we have bills too. Anyway. So and the book just, doesn't pay it yet. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Design. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So you've got you've yeah you've gotten a more strong opinion about this uh, over over time. I can imagine. Um, I, I've seen CSS tricks evolve quite a bit over over the years. Um, yeah, that's been around longer and has certainly uh, you know had more versions of it. Yeah, how many versions have you had? In well, you know, it kind of, uh, it depends, you know, there's been about six or seven, you know, that have been live. And then, you know, that's always a much smaller number than how many different versions locally I've had. Because I just <laughs> do ones and like it and like it for a day and then be like, oh my God, I can't believe them. Get rid of it. So I think okay. I have like 14 or something, but, you know, like, like, heavily layered Photoshop files with a fully fleshed out version of CSS tricks, you know, that never saw the light of day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I can imagine that, that kind of stuff happening. So I'd like to talk about a bit more about that because I think I know something to do with those designs that you didn't use. Uh, but we'll have to take another quick commercial break and come right back after that. Sure. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more WordPress Community Podcast after this. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank. How would you like to not ever have to deal with a gatekeeper again? Can't find the direct contact for the decision maker? Stop calling the main directory because now there's Lead Researcher from eGrabber. 
the one-stop source for finding contact information online. eGrabber finds email addresses or lets you find people with their email address. Just look up a company name and eGrabber gives you a complete list of names, IDs, email addresses, and phone numbers that you need fast. Think of the time that you'll save with Lead Researcher. Learn more about Lead Researcher at www.egrabber.com slash WMR. That's egrabber.com slash WMR. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Catch us Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm. The WordPress Community Podcast continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Ghost Evoc and Frederick Towns. So we're back with Chris, and Chris was just telling us that he has a couple of designs for CSS tricks and that he never used. So why not build those into proper WordPress themes and release them, Chris? <laughs> Share Mine's the love. Oh, I don't know, because that would be a bunch of work. And generally, these these themes are... That happens. I mean, have you ever redesigned a site and then somebody emails you inevitably and says, hey, I'll take that old theme, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, uh, yeah. you know, it's not like I'm like trying to guard this or think I'm going to sell it someday or something like that, but it's like it's so specific to this site that I feel like it would be almost useless for you I mean, maybe it won't be. Maybe you're a good designer and can whip this thing into shape and have it work for you. But I just think that would be weird. And generally, generally they're just they're just too specific to the site at hand. And you know what? I think sites should be that specific to site at hand. If your site looks like a template, then I think you screwed up a little bit. <laughs> I think you should, yeah. you should dig a little deeper there and make your design fit your site in a more meaningful way. I I totally agree. It's uh, I still get remarks about my Yoast.com uh, design, which is uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, and up for redesign. So, is it? Um, uh, yeah, we're doing some cool new stuff. Uh, Frederick designed that or art directed it. I don't know whether he actually did all of the design work himself, but um, he did most of the work. Um, and it's just it's. It becomes you at a certain point, and, and I guess the same goes for you with CSS tricks. People judge you by your site and by uh, what they see there, and it's, it just determines so much about how people interact with your site that it's uh, something to think about a lot. And I always think people well, yes, spend it's hugely important, you know. Yeah. So I, I always keep thinking that people don't spend enough time on uh, and money on on their designs it's just uh, it's a pity right how many times do you see a site that looks just amazing that just has terrible content you know it's it's i feel like it's rare you know if a site looks really great it's usually and maybe it's a little trick of the brain or something you know and, and that you think better content comes from good looking sites but not entirely i think Great-looking sites like inspire good content. So the people that own and operate those sites generally have good stuff on them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the, the thing is that I, I always I, I keep telling this to people, and this is not a good thing for the premium theme business, I guess, because they are, uh, just 
sell people a theme that should work out of the box. But the best results are usually gotten when people actually make make it personal and, and, and do it for their own stuff and, and really adapt it to what they're doing. And I don't see that happening enough yet. Maybe right. we shouldn't talk about it too much because that's the trick of what we do, right? <laughs> uh, well, that's not to say that a premium somebody couldn't buy a premium theme and you know, be inspired by how good it already is and make it cooler. I mean, that's what those companies generally try and show people is, look, at this is the theme they started with, and you can clearly see that's the theme they started with, but yet it's customized and cool. I don't know. You know, it is a problem. I mean, a really great looking theme is going to sell a whole bunch of copies and there's going to be a whole bunch of sites that look like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm not in the theme selling business and don't have any close friends in the theme selling business, so I guess I'm not afraid to say it, but I completely support their right to do that and make money and good for them, but it's not necessarily something I'm interested in getting into. Uh, no, I, I I can imagine. I'm just checking out how many page views you're getting on CSS Tricks, and I see I've got a bit of work to do to to catch up with you on uh, on CSS <laughs> Tricks. What's the what's the popular way to to sneak a peek at that? The... I, I I just uh, look at buy sell ads because that's the, probably uh-huh. the best way of, of seeing the number of estimated impressions. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. That's one way to do. It. So what is it as like a million impressions or something about? Yeah, a, a million plus. Yeah, almost so one point two million. We could talk about that in 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 Google Analytics. It tells me there's two million. Now, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying. Um, for sake of discussion, what's up with that? You know, is it a different metric, or are there a bunch well, of pages on my site I've screwed up and didn't put analytics on, or what? No, I gu- I'm guessing that there's a bunch of pages on your site that don't have uh, all the ads. So yeah. the ads, the, the ads differ per page. That's true. Yeah. I haven't really. Sp- I'm not worried about. It. I haven't spent much too much time thinking about it. But there, you know, when you look at analytics, there's definitely a. I don't know. It's it can be confusing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it 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 certainly can be. Um, okay, so you recently started working at Wuthu, which uh, you mentioned uh, uh, before, um, which is just a form thing, right? Or yeah, isn't it? Forms. That's all it is. Yep. So it's like you know, you need a contact form or an online survey or. You know, just anything you can think of that would need a form, even things that you need to collect money for, you know, an event registration or a donations form or something like that, uh, you can build it with Wufu. So I've just, you know, I'm not I'm not here to promote Wufu or anything. But uh, no, no, it's just. So why did they hire you? That's well, I think because. Um, <laughs> I basically that sounded been, real bad. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I like I've been like an evangelist for Wufu for years because you know I get questions having CSS tricks. I get a lot of email as I'm sure you do about yeah. WordPress and whatever. People are just like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And I have a few posts on my site of how to make a really basic form, and people inevitably have problems with it especially because it requires some PHP processing in the back end and who knows what kind of crazy server environment people are in and it doesn't work and stuff. And I just, I can't dedicate all my time to troubleshooting things for people for free, unfortunately. Uh, so a lot of times I'm like, just use Woohoo. 
No, and it's it's not always you know I'm like shoveling people off to woofoo. A lot of people have like really complex form needs, and I just know as a designer uh, of having developed plenty of forms in my time that writing a form that like looks good, like you know it's kind of hard to style forms, and that has all kinds of back end processing as far as send you know saving it to a database and validation and multi page and. Uh, security and all this stuff, it can be just like tremendously time consuming to create a good form. And that's why I'm just like, go to Woofoo, go to Woofoo, because it's like, it's this nice little interface and you here's here's your new form and you can just like click these things that you want to be on your form and save it. Gives you a little bit of code, you embed it on your website, there's the form. You say, I want notifications to go to this email address and you're done. You know, like it saved you what could have been two days of work in a day. And so, you know, I just, I tell people about that, tell people about that. You know, I'm sure they were aware of that. And then, you know, I, I met Kevin, who's the lead designer at a conference one time. And then I think, you know, they, they grow because it's, it's such a good service and, you know, their, their yeah. growth is, is pretty strong, I think. And they're always interested in new features and stuff. And I just think they needed to grow the team a little bit. Kevin is literally their only, they have one designer, so he's way outnumbered by developers of which there's six. So it's just, you know, hopefully can take a little bit of uh, stress off Kevin, I guess. Hopefully I will be able to do that. Cool. Uh, it's just, um, I've, I'm a big fan of Gravity Forms for WordPress. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know whether you've ever, actually ever tried that. Um, yeah, you know, that's an interesting thing that I... Uh, it's it's hard to dance around it, but you you should look at Gravity Forms and their interface and using it, and then go try Wufu and 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 see see what it's like. Um, well, the the first thing you mentioned is uh, that uh, the multi-page because that's not in Gravity Forms. Uh, I I think it'll it'll at some point end up on in Gravity Forms as well, but multi-page is pretty important if you need to do long things sometimes. So uh, and and there's all sorts of templates, etc., which is really cool because that's the thing that's that's very hard about forms. Not and it's not actually the inputs; it's just proper styling is what makes it really hard. Right. I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that it's a bad product. I'm saying Gravity Forms is a really, really cool, awesome plugin that does a good job, and Wufu is a really awesome web service that does a good job that was around a little bit before that. That's yeah. The, you. And it's a it's it's a a web service, so you have to be you have to feel good about actually using a web service to to power stuff that's very important to you. Um, so uh, I I can imagine some of our clients not being able or wanting to do that, and and a lot of our others who happily go there if, the, if it takes us less time to build it. So uh, yeah, is there a Wufu sort of plugin for WordPress, or is it just uh, no? We, we yeah. keep talking about it, and and you know it's definitely like on the table. We can do it, but the, the I guess the real question would be like, what does it do exactly? You know, do, would it be a form builder right within Wufu? Well, probably not, because that's part of the app. You know, you'd have to like give that away, which is kind of a big you know. I'm not sure. You know, there's there's other things that it could do. So you know, it, there there isn't one yet. There might be one if anybody out there knows and likes and uses Wufu and WordPress and has ideas of what they would want a Wufu WordPress plugin to do. 
hit me up. I'm Chris Coyer at WooFoo.com. So I'd love to hear about it, but I'm not, I haven't, I haven't really figured out, settled on anything that would be like the perfect plugin. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, so usually uh, at the end of the show, and I didn't prepare you for this, so this is going to be fun. We do a plug-in pick of the week. Um, and since Frederick isn't there, I'm actually the only one who's prepared something. Um, okay. So I'm very ho- very much hoping that you'll be able to just mention a plugin that you like a lot and couldn't live without, and that not everybody out there will already know. I'll give it a shot. Well, go for it. Oh, I'm first. You got to go first. Nah. Okay. Well. Okay. I'll go first. Um, and it's um, I'm I'm doubting now whether whether I'm actually going to pick the one I was going to pick, uh, because it's not really that that big. But it, yeah, well, I'm just going to do it. I, I was uh, amazed this week because I got a lot of spam comments. And uh, a lot of them, uh, these spam comments these days are either they're very good, they're handwritten and uh, and and done by pros somewhere in India who who get paid by the number of comments, I guess, um, or they're very crappy and very short. And um, the very crappy and very short ones also mean comments like "good post!" exclamation mark end of comment. Um, well, that those kinds of comments really annoy me. So I wrote a, a plugin quite a while back called Minimum Comment Length, um, which is about I think about five lines of code, uh, but it makes so, such a big difference. And I noticed that I somehow disabled it uh, when I uh, was doing the upgrade to Frida O, which I did weeks and weeks ago because I'd been running on trunk, and I'd get all these 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 short stupid comments and and now I've enabled it again and just you, you get a backend page in which you can say if I, okay I want comment page comments this long only and and not shorter so I set it to 15 characters and there's no more good post exclamation mark um, sort of comments anymore which made my life a lot easier so does it just mark them as spam or does it uh, just not accept no, it them just, it just doesn't ex- accept them at all so you get a uh, an error message saying your comment is too short. Please try to say something useful. <laughs> <laughs> is that really, what it says? Yeah, that is what it says. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, I know I'm a bit. I'm like trying to think uh, of any possible useful thing you could say in in like two words like that. And unless it was like an inside joke or something, I I doubt no, it. No, but it, but you can of course change the error message. So it's called minimum comment length WordPress plugin. Basically, Google nice. it and you find it somewhere on my blog. So uh, that, that that inspires me to pick one that I use on CSS tricks. It was actually like sometimes you know I'm not that good of a developer, so once in a while I'll post something on DigWP that's man, I wish WordPress could do this, you know, and like a you know hand on my hip kind of like obvious attempt to hopefully get somebody to write it for me, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's worked a few times. And one of them was. So, and I forget which version of WordPress this um, came out in, but there's like comment metadata was added as like a back-end thing. So you can like attach data to comments that um, like it doesn't mean anything to to non-super nerds, but it does to to me now, is that um, what I asked for was I wish there was a way right from where you're moderating comments in the WordPress admin area 
if you can picture this, you're like, on, you know, it's this like table of comments on the left is the person's name and URL and email. Then there's their comment in the middle. And as you roll over your mouse over the comments, it says unapprove, reply, quick edit, edit, spam, trash. There's all these options for what you can yeah. do with that comment. And I was like, I wish there was two more at the end of this. And I wish it said feature and bury. And it would all it would do is a link that would add metadata to the that comment uh, that would you know like you know just attach a string that said feature to that comment so that way uh, when I'm outputting comments I can attach a C, a class name to the like the list item that is a comment that would say featured or it would attach a class name that would say Barry then I could use that in my theme to like style the comment differently. So I'm doing this on cool. CSS Tricks now, and I see it so rarely on other sites or, or ever. And so if I see a really good comment come in, all I got to do is click the feature button. And, and unfortunately, all it does is like apply this like pretty blue background to it. But it sets, yeah, it, off, just... yeah, it sets it off visually a little bit to say like, hey, this is a comment that's worth reading. And then with Barry, what I do is I, just, I basically just hide it. It's like a comment that's kind of like a good post thing, like you were saying, that I feel like is probably a real person, but like adds no value to this conversation at all. So instead of deleting it or spamming it, I just hide it, and then there's a button where you can like see those if you want to. So the plugin itself is really, really simple. All it does is add those two buttons, but it's what you do with it that's cool that I wish more sites would do. Yeah. I, and it's called right. Feature Perry Comments, I think. Feature great comments. Like that sounds like something needing a write-up, or have you done the write-up somewhere already? Uh, I don't think I've given it justice. So okay. I think I maybe mentioned it a few times, but not really in saying, like, this is how you do it. It sounds really cool, and, and indeed something you need on sites that get a lot of comments, which, uh, well, yours does, and, and mine seems to be doing as well lately. So, uh, yeah, real cool stuff. Yeah, you <laughs> okay, could we, we, thing that would, like query for just featured comments and you could add a thing to your theme that said here's you know the last five comments that were really good worth reading comments yeah absolutely okay chris it's been a real pleasure having you uh and time has flown by because we've spent an hour talking uh, which means there's another show right ahead of us so thanks a lot and uh talk to everyone next week thank you see you later see you later Great show, guys. Thanks a lot. Hi, Darren Babin here to tell you about AFCON 2010. We're only days away, June 21st through the 23rd in Denver, Colorado. Register right now at AFFCON2010.com. We're bringing you two amazing keynotes featuring New York Times best-selling author and social media expert Joel Com, and a keynote conversation on the state of the affiliate marketing industry hosted by Jeremy Shoemaker, interviewing Aaron Baker of Intrinsic Interactive. June 21st and 22nd, AFCON 2010 is bringing...
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.